Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Whether you want blue milk, Greedo gumbo, or fantasy football advice, we have you covered. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live. The Fantasy Cantina is like Thunderdome. There are no rules. Right? There, George, there was George Costanza's line. It's like Thunderdome. There's yep. no rules there, Jerry. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888 888- XM Fantasy, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network here. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to get to a lot of different topics here. The Fantasy Cantina, like I said, any rule, anything goes. It could be fantasy. You could even ask us your Sons of Anarchy season premiere fantasy well, questions Well, I'm not going to know a darn thing about that, but That's you can right. ask you. You take we Jack's talk- number one overall. I Clay is, is. is Darrow going down. He's the vice president now. Clay's here. You take Opie as a sleeper. And uh, oh, let's see, Bobby. No, you don't want to. You want to stay away from Bobby. Chibs, you want to get in the third round. So, well, your sons of when anarchy does, draft uh, questions as well. When does um, uh, Walking Dead start? October. Right, usually right around Halloween. Do you remember, like, if you're in it, a zombie fantasy league? <laughs> do you remember though when that that last season ended and we're like, oh man, we got to wait so long for it to start up again? It's like a month away. Well, that's why that's why those sh- these shows that are great now that do like 12 and 13 week seasons, Walking Dead did it the right way. They said we're going to come back for 6 or 7 episodes in the fall, mm-hmm. which is fine because if you come back October, you take me through to Thanksgiving. I don't care if TV's not on between Thanksgiving and Christmas cuz there's so many things you have going on. There's holidays, there's mm-hmm. parties, there's vacation. So, give me those 6 or 7 weeks there from, you know, October up until Thanksgiving. Sure. And then come back in the spring. For your final seven episodes. After January is over, after football's over, come back in February or whatever wants to want to come back. Give me your seven episodes. And then suddenly, it's not so long for me to wait from April until October. But if you do like Sons of Anarchy comes back now and it goes 12 weeks, 
it's done by December, and then i got to wait 10 months for it to come back again. <laughs> I hate that. Walking Dead does it the right way. More networks should do it that way. Love that show. Love that show. All I right. absolutely love it. So let's talk a little fantasy football. Do we got any callers? Yeah, we got some callers, but I wanted to throw this out there, too, okay. because this was an idea from our producer, Bryce Jacobs, brand new. Uh, arrow going up if you're in a if you're drafting a NFL network producer league and you're drafting producers Bryce Jacobs young guy you know out of college about 3 days now had some big ideas for the show and and one of them was to talk about some three and outs and this is actually a Bryce Jacobs special Bryce thank you very nice here Bryce says uh you know I I like these three girls which one should I no which quarterback who underperformed in week 1 will struggle in week 2 Throw the tie. Here we go. I got three. I got three. I got three possibilities in week one, and will struggle in week two. And will continue to struggle in week two. Here we go. I I know the. I know the answer. Uh, Really? Before I even give you the choices, you know the answer. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Watch. Tell me the answer. I'll tell you if it's one of the choices. You know who Michael Vick's playing this week? Michael Vick is on the list. I told. Listen, this is what I do. He's got a Michael Vick is on. He's got the Ravens. He plays the Ravens this week. Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough matchup. Four picks. Could have had multiple fumbles. Lost, rough start for uh, Mr. Vick. Yeah, he's some. And, and the thing that gets me about Michael Vick, the other ones were t- obviously Eli Manning struggled. I'm still believing in Eli Manning. Uh, Eli, you know, he had a he had a bad first week. Look, if Victor Cruz catches three more passes, maybe Eli Manning's week is not so Victor bad. Victor Cruz is the guy that, or at least one of the people that was on my list of beware the magical season. Mm-hmm. He didn't look good in week one. I think he went Hollywood in the off season. He's doing commercials. He's doing this and that. And football became second. Second uh, priority, and um, I think he's going to put up some disappointing numbers this year. He's like Charlie Sheen in Major League, right? When he went Hollywood <laughs> in the right. second one and, and he had commercials. Weird, like, Christmas tree haircut in the back That's there. Right. <laughs> I'm going Hollywood now, and I'm not that guy anymore. And then, then of course, he comes at the end of Major League 2 with the ripped uh, leather yep. jacket yep. to come in to, to yep. face uh, Parkman. I don't know how Parkman concentrates with all those paternity suits hanging over his head. <laughs> uh, I think those are parking tickets. Ah, whatever. Matthew Stafford against the Niners. He didn't really struggle in Week One, but he certainly well, didn't he give you three the picks. Yeah, he didn't give you the three touchdown performance we normally get from Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Still was over three hundred yards. Still threw a touchdown. Yep. And it looks on paper, boy, you think the 49ers, but they're not going to run the football. And you can throw on the 49ers. We've seen that. It's hard. It's We've hard. Seen to, that. Elite quarterbacks can do that on San Francisco. It's really hard to not play Matthew Stafford, especially because he cost you a first round pick. But I'm going to ask you this, Jason Smith. Go ahead. What if you had RG3 on your roster? Would you start oh, RG3 over I, Matt Stafford? No, I now, st- remember, I, I still can't. You called me crazy on the air last week when I said that Peyton Manning would not score as many fantasy points as RG3. <clears throat> and I was right. You, you, you were right. You were absolutely right. And I love RG3, but I, I would start Stafford, too. He was your first round. Okay, let, let, let's go fantasy cliff here. This week, you're not, all right, you're not starting RG3 over Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. Right, you're not starting over, over him. You're not mm-hmm. starting them over Matt Stafford. RG three or Jay Cutler this week? RG three. Really? Yep. You sure? Okay. Yes. All right. I, I, go, I go Jay Cutler. There was no hesitation there. All right. I go Jay. I, Jay Cutler after coming off that He's playing big the week. Rams. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't matter. They're playing. They're playing the Packers, and the Packers can't defend anybody. Okay. Say that about the Rams. All right. RG three or Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan. I, I mean, I agree. Matt Ryan. I mean that. That offense is just sick, and it, it is close. They're at home against the Broncos. Uh, Atlanta is. It's close, but I'll go with Ryan. RG3 or Peyton Manning? RG3. Still, even all those glowing things you said about Peyton Manning to start the show. Manning's R- back. He had a big... G- 
Tree. It was his first game back in the year, and he had a terrific game. Yeah, he He's only going to get better. I like Peyton Manning's right. uh, as a starter this week, but it's RG3. I still go Peyton. No. Nope. RG3 or Tony Romo? Now you're pulling on my heartstrings. Uh, it's not like now Romo didn't throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns week one. Tony Romo. I go with Romo, too. I'll have Griffin ranked around 10th this week, 10th or 11th. He's in my top 10 for sure. Um, around the periphery there. Uh, I'll have both of them ahead of Cam Newton because it looks like the it looks like Carolina Panthers have problems. They look like they have real problems after week one because this Tampa Bay, this wasn't a great defense. They fixed the offense in the offseason, but this was the same defense. But, I and, mean, they're playing the Saints this week, and the Saints just got shredded by RG3. It's a great matchup. It was a great matchup last week for Cam Newton. They get, uh, nobody gave up more yards running the football was, than it Tampa was, Bay did last the, year. The field was wet. It, it, it rained. I, I'm giving Cam Newton another week. Oh, oh, I think they have issues. They they didn't make the team any better in the offseason. They didn't get him any more weapons. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't get better. Every team has to get better. You got to surround your number one overall. I do pick like with Brandon LaFell, though. I do like Brandon LaFell. Coming off like, last week, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Steve Smith, but I I do like him. I think he's going to see. Far more targets, and he could have some periphery fantasy value. But I'm sticking with Cam Newton for one more week. All right. It is the Fantasy Cantina. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano. If you like Blue Milk, this is your show. 888-XM-FANTASY. Love Blue Milk. xm fantasy You ever have Blue Milk? No, I have had, re- like, the strawberry milk and the chocolate milk and, you know, the quick stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you should just put milk, but put like 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 blue food coloring in I'm it. Not and you have big, blue milk. I, I was never a big milk guy. That's why you're only five eight. It has nothing to do with the height. Milk makes you. Although I've been drinking milk my whole life, and I'm five nine, so no, I have well, an inch on you because I've been drinking milk. So uh, yeah, I, I never never a milk guy. I'm a very picky wow. eater drinker type. So your bones must be very brittle. You could probably break my arm here. Yeah. Wow. So you got to have calcium. It's very important. For Listen, they got calcium D. pills, Smith. Okay. Well, so you rather take a pill than have a glass of milk? Yes. You'd be great in the future. Like, you know, you watch those TV shows and movies in the 70s where it was, they, they tried to look what the future looked like in, like, 2020, yep. and it was nobody eating food. It's like, oh, you take this steak, uh, this steak pill, and it's like you had a big steak Do you steak remember meal. in Back oh, to the Future 3 where they hydrated the Pizza Hut pizza? Right, right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right? Willy Wonka also? Sure. Yeah, that, that's what, you know, you'd be good in the future when no one had to do anything like eat Hey, I'm good now. Just walked around. You're good now? I'm in the present. All right, let's see if Steve in Colorado is good now. Steve, you got a trade offer you want us to weigh in on. Go ahead. Welcome to the Cantina. Yeah, I sure do. I've got, uh, I'm in a 14 team uh, standard scoring with a flex position. I've been offered Aaron Hernandez and Alfred Morris, and I did hear your discussion about Morris last hour, to give up my Jimmy Graham and Jaquez Rogers. My running backs on the that I start are Richardson, obviously, first week speaks for itself, and Reggie Bush. I've got. Uh, Hardesty and Turbin riding the pine, and I've got uh, Dwyer on the waiver wire. Ooh, I, I can't, wow. I can't give up Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, we just don't know about Alfred Morris. Yeah. It is a Shanahan mystery, and I would not – listen, I, Jimmy Graham is awesome. He's phenomenal. I, I can't do it. I, I, as much as I like Aaron Hernandez, to me, you could end up trading – Aaron Hernandez for Jimmy Graham straight up in this because who knows what's going to happen with that backfield in Washington yeah. with Alfred Morris? No, I, I that, can't. Do that's it. like a trade to make a it. trade. I can't do it. If yeah. you could get if you could get a more established running back than Alfred Morris, then I could say okay, do it because you're basically and so it'll be hoping that it will be a wash a tight end and you'll be getting a good starter. And if it's someone that approached you on the deal, if you go back with a better running back like a Stephen Ridley, mm-hmm. that I might pull the trigger on. 
Right. Then I might pull the trigger off. Right. But someone like Alfred Morris, we just have no idea. Can't do it. All right, Carrie in Phoenix. Carrie, you had your commissioner veto a trade. Carrie, what happened? Well, I don't know. I think he's personally. I think he's out of control. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got two <laughs> questions. Two questions for you. One, one with regard to the league, and then I've got a cantina question. But uh, here's the here's the trade that got vetoed. I was giving up Cutler, Kevin Smith, Andrew Luck, and in return, I get Drew Brees, Darren Sproles, and Bradford. And the commission says that the uh, trade is is too much in favor of me, and so he vetoed it. Um, you are definitely getting the yeah. better end of the trade. Listen, I run my leagues differently than a lot of people. I typically don't veto trades unless it's Drew Brees for Stephen Hill or just something mm-hmm. ridiculous. And that's because you can't see into the future. Jason Smith made a trade with, with myself last year, and the whole league was up in arms in it. And it ended up, it, it did, I ended up getting the better in the deal, I think, at least partially, yeah. but it was not a horrible trade. And I'm going to give you an example of why, as a commissioner, I never think you should overturn trades that aren't horribly one-sided or there's any sort of uh, collusion involved. A couple of years ago, Chris Johnson and Andre Johnson were the top respective players at their positions. Chris okay. Johnson was a beast. Andre Johnson was a beast. If I offered you in the preseason of the 2010 season, Arian Foster and Brandon Lloyd, for Chris Johnson and Andre Johnson, you would have laughed in my face and told me, Fabiano, you are the biggest idiot on the planet. Well, guess what? We say that any day. Yeah. Smith? <laughs> Stop it. You're pointing at me Arian like you're Foster <laughs> and Brandon Lloyd combined and individually scored more fantasy points yeah. than Chris Johnson and Andre Johnson. We don't know what the future holds. We don't have the DeLorean. We can't race to 88 miles an hour like Dave Damashek and Adam Rankin do and see what's going to happen. So as my, as the commissioner, if I was looking at this trade, I would say, yeah, you're getting the better end of the deal, and I'm not real thrilled about the fact that another owner actually accepted this trade, but I'm processing it. But that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. And, look, and the trade that Fab's referred to was basically I traded you MJD for Steve Smith after, like, week one or week two of the right. I got season. Dwayne Bow back in the deal, but once Castle went down, he was he very stunk. good. Yeah, exactly. And I so, thought I was good getting James Starks and Ryan Grant. Those are the guys, and, and they wound up st- stinking. Right. So it was basically MJD for Steve Smith, and obviously MJD had a went on to have a really good season, lead the league in rushing, mm-hmm. but Steve Smith was a phenomenal receiver last year and helped me receiver-wise. So you got a little bit better into the deal, but it wasn't, oh, wow. This was this was yeah, so, I just, this is so out of the realm. And, and I think it just again, unless there's collusion or unless you're trying to protect an owner who doesn't know anything about fantasy football and is just making a trade to make a trade, you know, maybe in that case I could see overturning something, but why do you want someone in in your league that's like that anyhow? Yeah. Right, right. And none, none of those apply. All right, what's your cantina question? Okay, who do you got who would you take? You, I've got Mona who's the uh Waitress at the diner in Car Wash that was run by Otis Sistrunk or Vanity okay. in The Last Dragon. <laughs> oh, Vanity. Vanity. All Prince's women. All of Prince's women you draft You got to go first. Vanity. Yeah, you got to go with Vanity. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Vanity or Apollonia, I would probably go Apollonia because Apollonia I th- and Purple I, I thought Rain. I thought he was going to go Mona from Who's the Boss? <laughs> oh, Catherine Hillman? <laughs> I thought he was going to say... Mona from Who's the Boss or Blanche from the Golden Girls? Oh, oh I liked Rue McClanahan. 
She was hot. And I, you know, I like oh, Judith Smith. White from Who's the Boss. Rue McClanahan was hot? Yeah, she had this kind of sexy, 50-ish kind of thing about it when oh, she was on The Golden gosh, Girls. Oh, yeah. no. She had that southern no, accent. I liked it. No, oh. no. No, I liked no, Rue McClanahan. Smith. I liked Rue McClanahan. Oh, all right. Where, we got another caller? Yeah, we do. My Sarah's crawling. <laughs> Sarah, you're on with Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano. It's Series 210 XM87 oh, NFL Smith. Fantasy Live Dear crew. Lord. What's up, Sarah? Well, first thing, you take a moment after Rue McClanahan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get pictures of Rue McClanahan. No, don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay. I've I've got several wide receivers. I gotta narrow it down. Um, I've got Laurent Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Lance Moore, Eric Decker, and uh, uh, Daenerys Moore, and I can only have three. Okay. It was Decker, Daenerys Moore, Lance Moore, Laurent Robinson, and do we miss someone? Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, and this is a question about who to start. You need to start three, or you need to keep well, three for the year? Oh, no, no. I just need to know who to start. Uh, with Jennings being out, I don't really know who my sure thing is. Well, he may not be out. He may, he may not be out. Yeah, he didn't practice he today, which is out. problematic. I, I think Decker, Decker clearly. Obviously. I think Lance Moore is clearly a guy yeah. that you're going to. I mean, God, he had a huge game. Yeah. He, he can be inconsistent, but that's what happens but now with he's Saints number two, now receivers. Now he's clearly the number two exactly. guy Exactly. So that's a big thing. At your third wide receiver, I think it all depends on Denarius Moore's health. Unfortunately, you can only really use Robinson or Moore because Jeffrey's playing on Thursday night. And if Moore is active, I like him, Jason. Against the Dolphins, who just, they're just, they're awful. Yeah, They're just awful. You know the one thing I did like, though, in week one, and I didn't expect it to happen, is that Blaine Gabbert looked to Laurent Robinson yeah, more than I, I know, expected. But he looked uh, much more the than Vikings. expected. They're playing yeah, the right. Texans this week. Yeah, That's no, it, it's a tougher matchup, but I think long haul. Yeah, obviously I think this week and long haul are two different things, but I like the fact that Laurent Robinson, after being invisible during the preseason, he said he was very upset. He wasn't uh, part of the offense. I don't think Cecil Short suddenly has become a go-to guy oh, you in, know you in, picked in Jacksonville. Him up. I started Cecil Shorts. Yeah. Laurent Robinson had the most targets of any wide receiver, more than Justin Blackman, who only caught three passes. So... I think going forward, you might be okay with Robinson, but yeah, he's got the tougher matchup this week. I I, I, total, I totally agree there. All right, Fabs, I found some Rue McClanahan no, hot no, pictures. No, 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 Wait, no, no. And no. This, this one of Scarlett Johansson came up. No, no, I you're Googled, trying to trick me. I'm, no, I'm Google image. No, I swear to God, I'm Google imaging Rue McClanahan hot, and the second picture is that really hot one of uh, wow. Scarlett Johansson, where All she's right, wearing well, like the number one, varsity sweater. W- when you Google Rue McClanahan hot, you're a disturbed person. Look right here. And Look number- at Rue McClanahan. She's not hot right there. I, listen, I, I'm thinking of she's not I'm hot right there. Of Golden Girls, Rue McClanahan. Okay, That's no, scary. But, look at, but look at how she was like Rita Hayworth when she was young. She was gorgeous. That's way, way, way past, but like way before my time. Fabs, I can't believe. You. If you want to talk about beautiful women who are past my time, like we're talking about Raquel Welsh, and we're talking about oh man, I, now I'm blanking. Uh, the Bob redhead. Hope? No, not Bob Lucille, Hope. Lucille Ball. No, she was in Grumpy Old Men. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Oh, Anne Margaret. Oh. Yeah, Anne Margaret was Beautiful when she was younger. Beautiful. Liz Taylor, too. And the, wait, the other older woman who was in Grumpier Old Men. Uh, Oh, oh, the sequel? Sophia Loren? No, Sophia Loren. Right? Was it Sophia Loren? Right. In Grumpier Old Men? It's not, right. It's not Sophia Petrillo because she was Estelle Getty from (laughs) Golden Girls. So maybe you think she was hot, too. I don't know. Grumpier, it might have been. Let me see. I think it was. Sophia Loren. Okay. All right, yeah. well, Sophia Loren, but you're right. Anne Margaret, though. Do not, Anne Margaret, do incredibly not Google hot. Estelle 
Estelle Getty? Getty Hot. No. Right, let's see. Hang on. Estelle Getty Hot. There you go. Oh, images. Hang on. Come there on. You go. Look at that. Look. Come on. That's a. She. You know what? Look at her right here. She's got to be fifty in that picture. She got big eyeglasses though. Do we have any more callers? Yeah, man? yeah, You're we do. Scaring the heck out of me. Yeah, Smith. yeah. Hang on. Oh, wait, wait, Be- wait. Betty White is on. Hang on, Betty. How you? No. Brandon and Callie, you have a question about Matt Ryan and Stephen Ridley? What do you? Oh no, Andre in L.A. Andre, go ahead. What do you got, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Good. Thank a, you. Uh, Save me, Andre. Save me. Uh, I'm in a 12 team standard, and uh, luckily I picked up Alpha Morris before uh, last week, so that worked out. But now I'm looking to move him. Uh, probably sell high. Uh, thinking about packaging Alpha Morris, Tory Smith, and Donald Brown. For RG three and Trent Richardson, and I have no backup QB, and I have Jay Cutler. Man, if if you can if you can pull off that trade, number one, you're a pretty damn good general so, wait, manager. You're trading Tory Smith, he's, he's Alfred selling Morris, up. and Donald Brown to get for RG three and Trent Richardson. Yeah, if RG3 you can do it, go ahead. I, I, RG three is on this guy's bench, and he's got Cam Newton starting. So, if ooh, you can do I, it, if you can do it, more power to you, man. Because I think Alfred Morris is clearly a sell high candidate. I do like Torrey Smith for the season, and Donald Brown. I don't trust Donald Brown at all. I mean, all he's got going for him is that he's the number one back for the Colts. He just doesn't do it for me. He's going to be ridiculously inconsistent. If you can pull off that trade, do it. And you know what? You got to do it soon because another week and RG. If RG three has another big week, forget it. His asking price goes through the roof. You have to do it now. I mean, it's going to be high anyway. But you got to do it now because one more big game, two weeks, and suddenly that's it. And look, you know, you've given up. A, you know, Torrey Smith, I think, could have a pretty big season. You know, so I hope you're not losing up a lot, losing a lot of depth because Torrey Smith could have a big season. You're trading away two running backs, so I don't know what your running back depth is going to be outside of Trent Richardson. But yeah, man, go ahead, make that move, be aggressive, be aggressive, be be. You aggressive. always have to be aggressive. Be aggressive. You saw Bring It On, right? No. You never saw Bring It On. What is that? Kirsten Dunst is a cheerleader movie. That like ten years ago? No, I didn't see it. They're they're the, they're the, they're the cheerleaders. Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, yeah, Kirsten Dunst was hot. Yeah, and uh, Gabrielle Kirsten Union. Kirsten Dunst? No, Gabrielle Union She's was got the, really the, hot. The, the, like the the teeth thing. I don't like Kirsten Dunst. I was never into her. Who? Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, that's, no, that's Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she, no, I was never into her. No, but you never saw the movie. Is about it, no. She she's the captain of a cheerleading team, like in a okay. rich area of town, and they go to competitions every year and they win and it turns out all the routines they do were stolen from an inner city group uh cheerleaders uh who cheerlead compton right in in yeah and uh gabrielle union's the captain and there's this big rivalry now because the the kirsten dunce's team has to get all new cheers and gabrielle union brings her team to nationals so let, and me, it's get a big let, me, let me get this you straight let me get this straight really what jason smith does in his free time besides study up on fantasy football yeah is google estelle getty and Rue McClanahan on uh, on Google Images and watches teenage cheerleader. Movies. No, I just I just bring it up here with you because I know it, it put makes you uncomfortable. I'm, I'm little, surprised corporate hasn't called a yet. A little creepy. Eight eight XM Fantasy. HR just knocked on our door. XM Fantasy, another award-winning edition of the Fantasy Cantina. See, 20 minutes ago when I said anything goes, it's true. Anything listen, goes in the Smith, Fantasy hey, Cantina. Listen, Smith, you know what? I love you, buddy. I love you, but you're a little you're a little twisted. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll have some more three and out topics. What running back who struggled in week one will recover in week two? And which sleeper wideout is the best waiver wire pickup of the week? Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, the NFL Fantasy Live crew here on Series 210 XM87.
If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com here with you. Sirius 210 XM 87. Phone number is 888-XM Fantasy. That is 888-963-2682. Or want to get your questions in via Twitter. Twitter at Sirius XM Fantasy here with you for the past hour and a half. And now for the next half hour as we give you everything you need for fantasy dominance. Week two in the National Football League. And Fabs, obviously, we covered a lot of big news so far. We'll get to that coming up later on this hour. In case you missed any of the big headlines, we're about 20 minutes away from getting you caught up on the three big headlines of the week. But some things we're looking at for week two. We had some disappointing running backs mm-hmm. in week one. And if you played Chris Johnson, Michael Turner, Trent Richardson, you know these guys didn't come through for you. If you had to say, Fabs, out of those three, the three most disappointing guys that were started widely throughout the National Football League in fantasy week one, mm-hmm. who's got the best chance to bounce back in week two? Is it is it CJ2K, who's CJ1K or CJ1K, Turner or Trent Richardson? CJ2K's got the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Michael Turner's got the Broncos. Yeah. Trent Richardson has the Bengals. I think it's Chris Johnson. I really or you do. hope it's Chris Johnson. You and I both have him. So. <laughs> those two fantasy leagues I have Chris Johnson, I sure hope it is. I still think it's Chris Johnson and Trent Richardson. I think he'll turn things around sooner than later. Uh, he's a guy that I really liked coming into the season, and yeah, he didn't have a lot of camp and preseason work because he had the two knee scopes. But I think he'll bounce back at some point. Um, but I sure hope it's CJ Two K. I don't know if Michael Turner's bouncing back. I mean, no. I watched that game. He looks like he's a hundred years old. He, he's he's sort of plotting and prodding and slow, and the offense is now lightning fast. Isn't fit. Jacquez Rogers saw so many snaps in that game that uh, and and the Chiefs were without Tom Ali, so no Brandon Flowers. They, they could have potentially run the football a little bit. They threw it and threw it and threw it, and uh, he was he was one of my biggest bust candidates coming into the year. I mean, we talked about it a million times on NFL Fantasy Live. Three out of four years, three hundred or more carries. He's thirty years old. They're going to throw the football. Recipe for disaster for Michael Turner. I think you probably still have to play him because you drafted him in the fourth or fifth round as your number two, but he is going to become one of those players where Jason, we're asking, is he just someone that's a matchup-based starter, or do we put him on the bench and leave him there? Yeah, I, I think more he's going to be a bench guy simply because of this. Michael Turner's best game. You know, all the stuff you said about Turner is is valid. It's, it's all it's all big reasons why we were down well, on I him. Appreciate, this year. I appreciate you saying that. Sorry. I always say your stuff is valid. Okay. I could ask you a fan. I could wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you a fantasy question. Number you one, would have three number answers. one, I'm creeped out again because you're not waking me up in the middle of nowhere for nothing. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm going to call you sometime this Don't season that. at three in the morning. Let your phone ring and say, Fabs. Who are your three sleepers at tight end this week? And you're going to give me you give me an answer within ten seconds. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm going to have a, a four letter <laughs> word for you first. But he, here's what gets me about Michael Turner. This is why I think bench before anything else is that I don't know that he's going to have opportunity. His best games, his best seasons, were games he would have when the Falcons would give him the ball 25 times a game. Mm-hmm. And he could bowling ball his way through. He'll have, get a couple of big runs to go along with all those two- and three-yard carries he had. Mm-hmm. And he, his games would be 28 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. And it looked like a good game, but he carried the ball so many times. 11 carries. Week yeah. one. 11 uh, carries. They're not yeah. suddenly going to say, this is a Michael Turner game where he... Carries the ball 25 times. The, the way the offense is, is structured now, mm-hmm. it has passed him by. It is Matt Ryan-centric. It's why we liked him to be the Matt Stafford breakout character this year. And it, so far, 
two ninety nine and four touchdowns in one week. He certainly has that. But with those weapons at wide receiver, this is where they're going to score their points. This is how they're going to win games now. Right. There's just no room for him. And I think there's more. I think more people by midseason will be starting Jaquiz Rogers and starting Michael Turner. Wow. I I still think there's going to be opportunities for Turner to have some good fantasy games when you're getting into the. 10-yard line, 5-yard line, and they're giving him the football because he uh, he's still, at least I hope he's still the goal line back for Atlanta because if he's not, boy, his value is really going to tank. But he is not going to be what he's been over the last few years, which is a guy who is in your starting lineup every single week. You don't even really think about it. It's Michael Turner. He's going he's, you know, he's to give you even a bad game. He's going to give you 50, 60 yards and potentially a touchdown. Now... Uh, you could be playing the matchups with him, and there's going to be some good weeks. I mean, we can't we can't bury them all together, but the days of him being that solid low end number one or rock solid number two is over, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I disagree with you on the uh, goal line guy. Cause you know who the goal line guy is right now? It's Julio Jones because every time he catches awesome. the pass at the fifty, uh, he's in the end zone. He is awesome. He's their new goal line. Wherever he catches it on the field, he's a new goal line guy. Eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 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 nine six three two six eight two. We're taking your questions, all the fantasy advice you need, whether or not you've had a trade declined, or you have a fantasy question like we had in the cantina, where we thought we were getting a question about Mona from who's, who's the, the boss, boss, and we got Mona from something else. So that's so that's yeah. Fun. Listen, I mean, this is a fantasy show, but it's it also is. whatever you want to bring up. If you want to talk. <laughs> Star Wars, bad eighties hair bands, whatever you want to talk about. All right, uh, waiver wire pickups this week. Yeah. There's there's basically three guys we spent time talking about today. Kevin Ogletree, people remember you got to go back to last Wednesday. Had that big day against the New York yep. Giants. Stephen Hill, eighty nine yards and two touchdowns against Buffalo. I know people want to say, yeah, that's the thing about fantasy. Anytime you mention a Jet in any conversation, people roll their eyes now. No matter what kind of conversation it is, you bring up the Jets, and the Jets are my team, and I guess this is a lot of my doing, because I do it all the time. But anytime you hear the Jets, people go, oh, the Jets. All people talk about is the Jets. I'm sick of the Jets. So it's like, <laughs> when we bring up Stephen Hill, your first reaction was, oh, we got to talk Jets. Well, because I've been working with you for the last <laughs> year and a half, and I know exactly what you do. Did I or did I not tell you they were going to come out like gangbusters week one on offense? No, I told you that. I don't think you did. I told you that. I don't think you did. I think their proof is on NFL.com. I think the proof is there. I don't think you did. Wow. Uh, really? You're going to you're, you're gonna doubt me after I wrote a column last week on .com talking about that before the game? Listen. You think uh, I went in afterwards and put it in there? I, yes. I still... Wow. No, I'm just, I'm Look just at messing you. with you. Look I at still, you. I still don't believe in the Jets uh, as a fantasy factory, if you want to call that. I, I just... You're 48 points last year. The most points in the NFL. <laughs> and, and how many of those points did fantasy owners actually Receive. It doesn't matter. Defense and Sean Green, maybe Santonio did. It doesn't matter. We still had points. You still had points. But Stephen Hill, 89 yards and two touchdowns. We're talking waiver wire now, guys, to pick up off there. And Randall Cobb, who had was targeted nine times from Aaron Rodgers, had nine receptions, 77 yards. I also, really like him. That 75-yard punt return. Out of those three for this week, if you got to pick up one, text Cobb. I like Cobb. I do. He's my number one waiver wire pickup on NFL.com at this point. It's very close between him and Ogletree. But again, we talked about with that caller. It depends on what you need. If you are loaded, locked and loaded at wide receiver and you don't really need Ogletree or or, or Cobb, then you go after Morris. If you need a wide receiver, then you're going after Cobb and Ogletree. Uh, Potentially Stephen Hill. I mean, obviously, 
the thing about fantasy football is you always get these performances. I always I always refer to it as the Frisman Jackson effect. A few years ago, Frisman Jackson Love played Frisman for Jackson. the Cleveland Browns, and he had a great game. And everyone was asking, should I pick up Frisman Jackson off the waiver wire? And I'm like, uh, you know, eh, I mean, and I, I don't know that he had a catch like the whole rest of the season. <laughs> But then you have the case of Anquan Bolden. And, guys, this is way back when in his rookie year. He was just coming out of Florida State. He was a second-round pick. And he wasn't even considered the number one wide receiver uh, with the Cardinals at the time. And he had a tremendous rookie season. But in that first week, he blew up. He had a gigantic game. I think he might have had 200 yards receiving. I can't remember exactly. But he had a huge game. It's always worth taking a chance on these guys who come out in week one and have big games. As long as you have dead wood on your roster. If you could drop a second tight end or... Why do you have a second kicker or defense? I don't know, but some people do that. Or, or, or a guy like, say, Evan Royster, for example, or James Starks, somebody like that. And you pick the guy up. You know what? The worst thing that can happen is that he stinks for the next couple of weeks, and then you just drop him. Yeah. The, the one thing is, is that. What, happened, yeah. what happens if you were the fantasy owner last season in week one, who after Cam Newton blew up the Arizona Cardinals, was like, eh, one week, it's a rookie quarterback, fine, double fives, as our boy Dave Damashek would say. You were left holding the bag there because he was phenomenal and had the best rookie season of all time from a fantasy perspective. So it's always worth taking a chance on it, but not in favor of anything but backup tight end, uh, sort of Deadwood guy again, yeah. like I mentioned, yeah, James Starks type. Because there's nobody, or Joe McKnight, somebody like that. Yeah, sorry, had to why another jet. jet? Really? Because I had to keep you from talking about the Jets. Felix all day Jones, long. why not? Totally. Oh, I agree. But, but here's Listen, the thing: I'm not crazy about the Cowboys like you are with the Jets. I love the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're cowboy you, crazy. No, I don't. Yeah, you're cowboy Listen, crazy. You put a jet. You tweet more you about a, the Cowboys no, during the game than no, I, I do about you the Jets. You put a Jet styrofoam hat on that's in the form of a jet, and you. Spread your arms and you fly around the office. So what's the, what's your point? Well, you don't see me wearing a cowboy hat and trying to you know rustle up some some steers with a, with a rope well, or something like that. Why there's cows on on the NFL Network it's lot the somewhere? Cowboys. What do you do? You have to come in wearing like those Steve Martin uh, with the cowboy <laughs> pants from Parenthood when he the dressed chaps. up as the cowboy. Wear like chaps one day if the cowboy. You know what we should do? We should get some of those like Three Amigos costumes. <laughs> Remember that, like Steve Martin and Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Yeah, they they all sewed the, all the costumes for everybody in the town when they all came to get him at the end of the movie, at the end of Three Amigos. Yep, yep, yep. Here's my. Theme. What was the bad guy in that movie? Now El I gotta Guapo. Google it. El Guapo. That's right, El Guapo. For some people, fear is their El Guapo. Yeah. For us, El Guapo is our, our El Guapo, Guapo, who just so happens he had, to be like, our the El bad Guapo. Te- oh, that was great. I love yeah. that movie. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Fa- here's here's how you proceed with free agency this week. Pick up guys that are out there. Just don't be surprised if you're waving them in two weeks. Yeah. Because there's nobody that I have to go get. It's Take a chance because you never know. You know, take a chance. But don't be surprised if in two – don't think, well, I'm going to hold on to Kevin Ogletree for eight weeks, even if he right. does nothing. Yeah, he's going in two weeks if he doesn't get the targets. You exactly. Know? It just, it's okay. You could – You're going to – your roster – half your roster will turn over by the time the season ends. Yeah. Half of your roster will turn over. And there are certain situations where – Players come out and play an extremely good game, and they have a nice stat line, and they become popular options for fantasy owners, and then they get picked up all over the place, and three weeks, four weeks later, they're on the waiver wire again. And then two weeks after that, they have another big game, and you're thinking, hmm, okay. Well, then maybe they get picked up again off the waiver wire. It happens all the time. It happened a lot with the Redskins running backs last season, but it happens all the time. It's the can't-buy-me-love effect. 
It is. You ever the, see Can't Buy Me Love? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, Seth, is, it, what, Seth Green is little brother when he goes up to the girl at the end of the movie and says, you nuked my brother. And she says, what? She says, you took him from geek status to king status to no status. That's what happens with waiver wire guys. Geek status, king status, right. no status. It is all about what people have done lately. And it's so funny. I get so many tweets about, should I should I trade C.J. Spiller or should I trade Chris Johnson for C.J. Spiller? Or what should I do with Wes Welker? And calm down, people. It's one <laughs> week. It's just one. Who are you googling now? Amanda Peterson from Can't Buy Me Love. She was so hot. I was such in love with her in Can't Buy Me Love. Look at that. She was. Oh, well, she was I so mean, hot. I okay. loved her. This well, is like I, I, you know. I have a thing for the blondes. So, yeah, you do. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, you're not discriminating. It's not like you don't like redheads or brunettes. Oh no, either. no, 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 no. But uh, you know, <laughs> we all have a type. Hey, let's get uh, Nate in Nashville, and he's got a trade question real quick about uh, Run DMC. Nate, what do you got? Hey, I got a trade proposed to me uh, for – he's trying to give me Darren McFadden. For some reason, he's down on him for Matt Forte and Greg Jennings in a non-PPR league. That's giving up a lot. Yeah, you're giving up well, Greg Jennings is a lot. He allowed kick return yards, and the reason I say that is because my two wide receivers are Antonio Brown and Percy Harvin, and mm-hmm. I've got uh, Darren Sproles in my flex. I still think you're giving up a lot. I mean, too much for Forte. I think so. Listen, if McFadden was a more durable player, I might think about it. But even then, that's a lot to give up. You're giving up. You're giving up a low end number one fantasy running back and a mid tier number one fantasy wide receiver for a mid tier number one running back with the potential to be an elite running back who has injury problems. It's too much. It's too rich for my blood. Yeah, it's too tight. Right. Every week, every every week, you're going to be saying, "Stay healthy, stay healthy, <laughs> stay healthy." D Max, stay it's healthy. Just D-Mac. too rich for my blood. Sometimes people want to just make trades for the sake of making trades, and in that case, I feel like they're not doing anything. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have McFadden than more Forte, but I'm not giving you Forte and Jennings. That's for sure. I mean, unless we find out that Jennings is seriously injured, but at this point, we don't know that. So. And, and, you know, I always hate that at work. There's been places you've worked in your life where a, a boss would come in and the boss decides to make changes, not because they're better, but because if they don't make changes, people think, why it's is this guy here? Making the so let's just make a change. Yeah. You know, don't be one of those fantasy owners. Don't be a bad boss. Don't be a guy who says, well, I'm going to do this. Why? You're going to change cubicles. Why? Well, I haven't done anything this week. So now you're going to be here. You're going to be here. Mm-hmm. I ha- always hated that. I'm like, this is not going to be better. This is just you justifying what you do. And and because you, you can't have a week go by where it's just, hey, everything was good for a week. No, can't do that. We got to make sure we're always always doing it. Look, I get you have to move forward. You have to try new ideas, but don't do stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. I feel like that's like an NBC thing, and that's one to grow on. I know, yeah. We need that background music now. <laughs> Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com. This is NFL Fantasy Live here on Series 210 XM 87 888 XM Fantasy 888 Your last chance to get in with your fantasy questions coming up between now and the top of the hour. Coming up next, the two big news stories of the day in the NFL. We'll break it down and tell you what it means for you fantasy-wise here on Series XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Series 210 XM 87. Eighties rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here on Sirius Two Ten XM eighty seven. The phone number is eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 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 
963-2682. Your last chance to get in with your fantasy questions for this week as we get you set for week two in the National Football League. And a couple of big news items uh, to get to here before we uh, skate out. And number one is Chris Johnson, as if there was enough concern about him, Fabs, Mm -hmm. we hear the reports today the Tennessee Titans have had to downplay the potential that they could be decreasing Chris Johnson's role in the offense. Mike Munchak, head coach, said, look, we're going to roll with what we have. We're pretty confident. CJ2K coming off a bad week. And, and yes, was it a horrendous week? No, because he caught some passes out of the backfield, so it wasn't a D'Angelo Williams minus one yard type week, but 11 carries for four yards. The Patriots' defense is better than we thought. The Patriots are a very underrated defense. They'll be a pretty good fantasy defense throughout the season. But still, 11 carries for four yards, this doesn't make me excited about Week 2 for Chris Johnson. If anything, it hastens my decision that am I still going to play him as an RB1? Am I going to play him as a flex? Is he going to, when, when does he come out of my lineup? Because last year, people stayed with him through six, seven, eight weeks. Oh, it's Chris Johnson. He's going to do it this week. He's going to do it this week. He's going to do it this week. What's your rope for Chris Johnson where if he continues to, to underperform, when do you cut bait and say, okay, you know what? He can sit on my bench. Well, it's How many be weeks? Tough, though. It's going to be tough to sit him down on your bench because, number one, with the running back situation in the National Football League, it's going to be really hard to find someone off the waiver wire. You can start ahead of him because – He's still a featured back, and it's the same situation we ran into last year. I had Chris Johnson on one of my fantasy teams, and I had to suck it up and say, you know what, I made a bad pick, and he's having a bad year, and I just have to roll with it. If it continues, I mean, maybe you can try to try to, try to to sell him. Maybe somebody out there thinks they can buy low on Chris Johnson, but then you're not going to get the the fair market value from a fantasy perspective that you would typically get for a player like CJ2K. But there is concern. There's no doubt about it. After a horrible week in week one, and now he's playing the Chargers in week two, they only gave up 32 rushing yards to Darren McFadden. McFadden killed him as a receiver out of the backfield, but they only gave up 32 yards on the ground to D-Mac. So to me, Jace, it's a a week-by-week thing. Chris Johnson... When he plays the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to consider him a must-start because their defense stinks against the run. But then there's going to be other weeks where I'm a little bit hesitant to start Chris Johnson if he doesn't turn things around and become more consistent. I will say this. If he does have another bad year, uh, similar to what he did in 2011, there's no excuses now. There's no excuses. There was no holdout. There was no lockout. No excuses at all. The offensive line is not very good there which hopefully Mike Munchak, who, believe me, uh, he's got to improve that offensive line, being a former offensive lineman himself. But Chris Johnson has to be a better player, and he's got to run harder. He's got to, he's got to attack holes in the line of scrimmage, and he's just not doing it right now. All right. For me, for Chris Johnson, I'll, I'll play him because I have him in a league, and I'll play him again this week. And unless I, if he has another... 11 carry 15 yard game or you know 12 carry 25 yard game then he goes to my flex for week three. Let's see I mean like I, I mean then I understand he's out of regardless my you're still starting him for two more weeks. It doesn't I'll matter. Give, I'll give him two weeks. So so we've got we've got the the Chargers which could be a bad matchup this week um but of course that was against the Raiders. What about in week 3? He goes up against the Detroit Lions. Not not the best defense in, in the world. Right? Yeah, but he's, he's played against defenses who are bad and has come through. Then you go week four and he's matched up against the Texans, which is a tough matchup. Week five, you're looking at a matchup against the Vikings, 
not the best defense in the world. So at some point, if Chris Johnson doesn't turn things around, you're playing the matchups with him. But if you're in a league where you have a flex starter, can you really go? If, if you're talking two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex, do you have five players on your team who have at least the potential to put up numbers like Chris Johnson does? But but eventually you have to say potential becomes reality. Only because last year we spent so many weeks saying this is the week Chris Johnson turns it around, and he mm-hmm. didn't do it. This is the week. He's got a great matchup, and he, he did, didn't do uh, again, it. This he, week, and he didn't do it. His second half of last season was much better uh, than his first half of last season. I, I remember there was games where I actually – I write Sardom and Cinema on NFL.com, obviously. I've been writing that column for 13 years. It's a long and, time. A very long time. And I always avoid putting big names in that column because – I'm not helping anybody say, no, start Aaron Foster or start Aaron Rodgers, you know, of course. (laughs) But last year, I actually had to put Chris Johnson in my column to tell people to either start or sit him because they didn't know. So let's look at his numbers in the second half of last year. If we go to week eight, he had a stinker against the Colts, 34 yards rushing. The following week, he had a stinker against the Bengals, 64 yards rushing, although he did have 100 scrimmage yards total. Then he went for 130 against Carolina and would rush for over 130 130 more yards in three of the last four weeks. 130, then he had 13 against Atlanta. Remember that game? Mm -hmm. Then he had 190 against the Bucs and 153 against Buffalo. Then the last four weeks of this season, he stunk. He didn't do anything. He didn't rush for more than 61 yards. So I I just think it's a matchups thing with Chris Johnson until he starts putting up numbers that we were accustomed to two or three years ago. And, and I, 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 don't, I don't know too. that we're going to see that, though. But I, I don't know if... But a guy whose game was all speed fabs, he had the big holdout, and that holdout has crushed him. He has not been the same since holding out. We're going to see. Or he hasn't been the same since he's got that contract. Well, there's so, a lot of guys that get paid and so, said, hey, I'm all right now. That's the Danny Tartable syndrome. Wow. You know Danny nice Tartable, reference, Danny As Tartable. a Yankee fan, Danny Tartable was a big-time home run hitter for the Bombers back in the day. But I would remember that he had this sort of uh, this sort of reputation for he got paid and his numbers dropped significantly. And if Chris Johnson has a 2012 season like his 2011 season was, when he we're falls drafting, off the fantasy cliff. When we're drafting in 2013, I do you even take him as a two? I guess he's a two. No, he's, <laughs> you he's less talk than about, a You two. want to talk about going from the top of the mountain, the best running back in fantasy football, and no one questioned it, to dropping off the face of the of the earth basically to a two or a flex and he's still like in his mid-20s he's not old yeah but sometimes some guys never get it back some guys never get it when his game is all speed mm-hmm. sometimes we see the best of a guy and i thought he had one or two more years left and he still might because i think it was a bad man you know warren Sapp joined us last hour on the show it's jason smith michael fabiano from nfl fantasy live here at the nfl network with you on series 210 xm87 and he said look it was a bad matchup and i get it was a bad matchup but still 11 for 4. They need to give him the football more. That's the one thing I will say. They need to give him the... I know they want Jake Locker to move on and progress, and, and they hadn't throw the ball a ton, and they fell behind, but he needs to be able to get the football more. 11 carries doesn't do it for anybody. You're not going to get any yeah, right. production out of anyone. For they, and and again, they were behind in the contest. The Patriots kind of whipped them pretty good there. So let's hope for better things against the San Diego Chargers, but at this point, I... I how do you sit Chris Johnson? Mm. Two more weeks, and I will do that. Yeah, Two more weeks, and I will All do right. that. Yep. Here we go. And, this you week, will do it, and you will do it this week by week five. Alfred Morris mm-hmm. or Chris Johnson this week? There's No, no this week I'm playing Chris Johnson. No, okay. this week I'm playing Even Chris Johnson. Even though Morris is coming off of the best game of yeah. his career, and he's playing the Lambs, the Rams. Because he may play two plays, and then Mike Shanahan could put somebody else in. The Land, the Land, the Landas <laughs> this week. The Tri-Lambs? <laughs> 
Uh, no, what I was, what was the sorority? The De- Delta Moose, right? That's who they Omega were Omega Moose. Omega Moose. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll still go with it. I said Chris Johnson this week and okay. Alfred Morris. You have no idea. But two more weeks and he's not. Then by the time he plays the Texans, forget it. Have a seat, Chris Johnson, and then I'll, I'll see you later on. Uh, a very have a seat. quick fall from grace. Um, quick hook. It's like I'm a Yankee pitching what, coach. One when Sabathia is not starting, what, one I got guy a quick here, hook. As, as we're wrapping things up here on NFL Fantasy Live, who is certainly not seeing his value decrease is C.J. Spiller. We had him on NFL Fantasy Live today. We did an interview with him, and he is the guy. He is like the focal point of that offense right now. And I'll tell you something. If I'm not mistaken, I know that they play Kansas City this week, which they don't have the best run defense in the world. They're average. They're okay. They're not bad. But he also plays the Browns, who stink against the run, Mm -hmm. and then he's got a game against the Patriots. Uh, And then Fred Jackson may or may not return. But I'll tell you something right now. For the next three weeks... C.J. Spiller is a top 10 fantasy running back. He's a, he's a must start. I don't think Fred Jackson gets his job back. It's why I didn't like Fred Jackson going into the season, because he had all the things going against him, his age, his injury history, and the fact that he had a guy finally behind him mm-hmm. who looked like he got it, because the last four or five weeks last year, C.J. Spiller was a must start. You, you played him every week because yep. he was great. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, and I, I know so many people with Fred Jackson, I want to say... Dude, I told you. Anybody says, oh, I drafted uh, Fred Jackson. See, I like Fred I Jackson. You. I didn't. You can never predict injuries. I like Fred Jackson, but we we will see what happens. But C.J. Spiller, if you were lucky enough to draft him because no one's picking him up off the waiver wire, he was drafted in just about every league, you suddenly have a potential number one or two fantasy running back in your stable. Yeah, congratulations on that. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Michael underscore Fabiano. More fantasy coming your way. We'll talk to you guys next week. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.